Simple Life Together, Episode 71, The Power of Habit. Hi, and welcome to Simple Life Together, a podcast dedicated to leading a simpler life in the modern world. I'm Dan Hayes. And I'm Vanessa Hayes. Well, welcome back to the show. On the last episode, we talked about voluntary simplicity with Miriam Ortiz-Pino, and on today's show, we're talking about the power of habit. Yeah, and it seems like forever since we've been behind the microphone. It it's, has been a while. It's been about three weeks. It's been a little bit busier than normal for us, so it it's has, understandable. But we said that a few shows back, it's uh, going to be kind of a packed summer for us. We're just all about enjoying the summer. That's right. And uh, so we probably need to let you know what we've been up to for the last few weeks, too. Right. So I think the last episode that we produced, we actually my brothers were actually in town. Right. Both of my brothers and their families came out from Idaho. And it was the first time that they had been out to Texas. And my parents lived 30 miles west of us in Bandera. So it was a big reunion. The only thing that was sad was that my sister and her kids weren't able to make it out and her husband. But yeah. But we had a blast. It was packed full of fun. It was hot. It was hot. But that really kept us occupied yeah. for a while. And we just really wanted to capitalize on this, you know, this chance for us to be together, like all together. Because the last time that we were all together like that was at a family reunion back in 2012. So it was really, really nice. So that was the first thing that we did. And then the other thing that kept us busy uh, was work for me and we just got back from Podcast Movement 2014, right, Dan? Right, in Dallas. And we had a really, really good time. We just uh, we linked up with some new friends and saw some old friends. And, and uh, this was the first time uh, that Podcast Movement was put on by um, Dan Franks and Jared Easley and, and a couple other guys put this thing together. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a Jesus, close to 600 podcasters. That's right. And I got to tell you. specifically geared towards podcasting, right, which is kind of neat. Right. And I got to tell you, they did a fantastic job for the first time out of the box. Actually, by any standard, I would say mm-hmm. it was a really, really good conference. And uh, But especially for their first time out of the box, putting on a, on an event that big, I think they rocked it. Yeah, they did. And we got a chance to meet a lot of wonderful people there. And of course, we had to present there. So we were just happy to get through that. <laughs> apparently, we did a good job. Yep. So congrats there, babe. We did uh, good. You too, baby. But the best part about any conference that we go to is the interaction and the people that we meet. And so we're going to talk about a few people that we did meet. And um, a couple that we met there, their names are Eric and Rachel Hemingway. And they have the Family Adventure Podcast and the Parentalist Podcast. And what's so interesting about this couple is that they sailed around the world with their six kids for three and a half years. And one of their kids was actually born during their travels. You know? That's awesome. Yeah, born in Israel. So, I mean, how amazing. I mean, I had like a ton of questions afterwards. I'm going, okay, wait a minute. How did you do that? Did you guys homeschool? I mean, how did that happen? Yeah. And We they, had a quick conversation. On, yeah. on, I, w- I wish we had more time, and I'm sure we will. But uh, I know they got rid of all their stuff. Yeah. And, you know, you have to, to live on a sailboat. Well, it was a 350 square foot sailboat for a family right. of eight. Can you right. imagine? <laughs> and here I am like freaking out about... <laughs> about a tiny house, come on. About less than a thousand. I'm like, what? Yeah. So... <laughs> yeah. What do you like? Yeah. People like that just really kind of put things in perspective for you. Yeah. So, but I mean, they were so positive, wonderful energy. And so, yeah. so glad we got to meet I'm, them. I'm anxious to dive into their stuff too, to check it out. Absolutely. Because so, if, if their stuff is... Uh, Anywhere near like they are in person. They were fantastic in person, so I'm looking yeah. forward to it. And then um, 
we got to see Mike Vardy again uh, from Productivityist.com. And uh, we've been friends with Mike for a couple of years. We met up in uh, at a World Domination Summit a few years ago. And, uh, and, and he drove home with us uh, from San Antonio. He actually lives in uh, Victoria, British Columbia. But he drove to San Antonio and he's spending some time here with friends. And he'll also be speaking at Simple Rev in October. That's right. It's so cool. Yeah. Now, I, I was geeking out with him a little bit because, you know, he's in productivity, um, organizer. So just talking about the dynamics of that. So we had a five and a half hour trip. Yeah. And it just flew by. It we're did. Totally, totally geeking out. <laughs> it did. Even with a couple of traffic spots, which in Texas, that's inevitable. You know? <laughs> it was great. Yeah, it was a fun trip. So well worth it. And we also got to hook up with our friends, Corey and Tawny. We love them. We've known them for a few years now. And um, they are of the Relentless Podcasting Network. And uh, they're just great. They also, uh, Corey got to speak on a panel as well. So it was just, one, we had a blast with them. But we also have a lot in common as far as, you know, podcasting kids yeah with kids and all that good stuff so we got to hang out with them again in person and uh i don't know that we've mentioned specifically relentless podcasting network before but tawny has mommy's cocktail hour Mm -hmm. i know we've mentioned that and then Corey has the ivmv podcast and um he's a big sports fan so he's he's big into sports podcasting and he also does a podcast through his school right too right for work Yeah. yeah so really neat anyway and uh, I mentioned Jared already from um, uh, Star of the Doubts podcast, and he was one of the uh, promoters of the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was great to see him. And I know those guys must be tired. They're probably catching up on sleep right now. <laughs> and then uh, Chris and Sarah Waycamp of ParentsWho.com, who we just mentioned uh, either on the last show or the show before. Right. But we actually got to meet them in person. We had lunch together, and, uh, and they're going to be at uh, Simple Rev as well. And I'll so, tell you what they are again, another amazing couple. You know, just yes, we have a lot in common, just as far as trying to really enjoy life and value experiences over things type of deal. And right. they have a, a great uh, a blog that they're starting up, and I think they're considering a podcast, yeah. right? So, um, anyway, wonderful to meet them, and I can't wait to see them again at Simple Rev. And then we also got to uh, hang out with Vicky and Larissa, who are also fellow San Antonians Yay. here, fellow podcasters from VegetarianZen.com. So that was amazing to hang yeah. out with them. So it was so neat. And of course, we're talking about where we've been. Well, uh, the podcast movement was really, it was wonderful for us, again, to meet up with these people. But what was so funny is that we actually shut down, I think, two clubs while we were there. And it wasn't from drinking or partying. It was just from hanging out. Having a good out. time. It yeah. was so much fun to hang out with all these friends. But I was laughing because the lights came on. They're like, last call. And I don't remember the last time that's happened to us. Right, I know. To actually be like the last ones. That, I mean, I've been the last one to pick up sunshine from daycare a couple of times. <laughs> you know, but it's not the same. <laughs> It's not the same. So to actually have them say last call and move along, go home, nothing to see here. Well, okay, I can remember one last one time, and that was when we were with. Oh my gosh, I'm having a, I blank on his name at WDS last year, and we were hanging out at the. Oh, Chris Ducker. Chris yeah. Ducker. Okay, yeah. so yeah, they kept the the pub open for us just yeah. so we can hang out. But uh, yeah. again, the best part about all of this is just really meeting wonderful, wonderful people. So that's where. We've been and what, yeah. what we've been up to. So uh, yeah, that's why it's been three weeks, and uh, but that's cool. I know you guys understand. We're trying to live our lives and uh, 
And uh, we told you we'd be uh, a little bit sketchy as far as our release dates this summer. So thank you for being so tolerant, hanging with us. And uh, we know you have a choice when you listen, and we thank you for listening to us. So so, um, here's here's what we really want to hit on today. Um, I've been wanting to talk about this for a little while, and it's the power of habit. And I know I've talked quite a few times on the show about my morning routine of, uh, I get up early. I'm usually up an hour or two earlier than the family. Mm-hmm. And typically, as I've mentioned before, I, I, I make my coffee. I have my morning coffee ritual, you know, and make my delicious coffee with yeah. my AeroPress. And then I usually would sit down and have a little bit of alone time with my MacBook and kind of get caught up on things. But back in mid-April, I decided it was time to change my morning routine. And I didn't really mention this on the show at all because um, I get candidly, you know, sometimes you have really get big intentions to do something or good intentions to do something, especially if it's something that you've done, tried to do before and you have failed or let go, mm-hmm. fallen off the wagon, so to speak. So I didn't mention anything. I just decided that it was time to change my morning routine to something more positive. Now, through that old morning routine of going through things on my MacBook, I've always had intentions of, well, maybe later on I'll go for a walk or I'll do something. And you always try to get me to incorporate more fitness into my daily stuff. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't. And I decided it was uh, time for me to do some walking. After having a few issues um, health-wise and and all that, I was like, you know what? I really need to get up and get moving. Mm So I decided I was going to walk. And while I was going to walk, I was going to listen to some podcasts and audiobooks and so forth. And in the past, one of the things that kept me from doing that was my old habit was I really legitimately enjoy my morning coffee. I don't feel like it's a must have, you know, like I don't use it like as a uh, an energy boost type of thing. It's just I really legitimately enjoy it. It's like your ritual. It is. And that's what exactly what I called it, you know, my coffee ritual. So it was the coffee that once I made the coffee, I would sit down at the computer and it all just seemed to go together. Well, I'm sure that most people would say, duh, when I say this, but I thought, well, what if I make my coffee and I take my coffee with me on my walk? I never, <laughs> for some I, reason, I didn't think. I of never that. really thought of incorporating coffee well, with probably because you thought exercise, exercise. exactly. Right. Yeah, so, e- exactly. No, I know I couldn't because I'm running, but right. Yeah, so yeah, hot coffee and a Camelback, just it's not the same, <laughs> right? But once I once I decided to do that, it kind of set some wheels in motion for me. And I'm going to talk a little bit um, in a couple of minutes, I think, about how I've kind of structured this habit because I've given it a lot of thought. But as I started walking, the very first book I listened to was uh, by a guy named Charles Duhigg. And this may not be new to some people, but it's called The Power of Habit. And when I listen to something, you know, I'm an auditory learner type of guy. We've said that before. And I just, I don't listen to it once. I listen to it a couple of times and I, and I really let it soak in. And to me, that I think I have a higher retention rate and enjoyment rate than, than reading something and doing marginal notes and recapping. And, and, and that works for a lot of people. It's not as effective with me. Mm-hmm. So I listen to it a few times. And then it's stuck in my brain like old movies, like, Ghostbusters and, you know, you know, so, but you know, lines from, I'm just, that's how I'm wired. And so, uh, I, as I was reading it, you know, he hits on, uh, what he calls the habit loop, which has three parts, the cue, the routine and the reward. And then 
and really the crux of the book is um, he talks about just the incredible power of keystone habits in your life. And a couple of keystone habits that he mentioned is like exercise and a keystone habit being that one habit that leads to others, a positive behavior that leads to other positive behaviors, right? In, in the case of a positive habit. And uh, he also says, like, eating together as a family is a keystone habit. It leads to other positive things. Oh, thank goodness we do that a lot. We do. And um, I would say for us, camping and, and the fire circle, sitting mm-hmm. around the fire is a keystone habit for us. Mm-hmm. Now, we have, we've talked a lot on previous shows. Uh, in episode 30, we talked about habits, routines, and rituals. And I think you're going to hit a little bit on that, aren't you, in a bit? Yeah. yeah. And then uh, we recapped that a bit in episode 55, which is one of our most popular episodes. I think, uh, and that was the seven habits of, for highly effective simplicity. And habit number six was establish um, habits, routines, and rituals. Mm-hmm. And I did a little graphic on that. And that thing's been shared 1,400 times on Pinterest, you know. <laughs> I should have put simplelifetogether.com at the bottom. I forgot, you know. So, new habit. But, uh, we could have used that in our presentation. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I should have. I should. I didn't even think about that. But, uh, but you know, I, I, that's not what I was thinking of. I wasn't thinking promotional when I did it. I was right. just making a graphic. Right. But uh, anyway, so going through these, um, going through Charles Duhigg's book, The Power of Habit, a couple of times, really, really, it set me up for, I think, positive change with this walking thing. You know, he puts, he had a statistic in there that 40% of the actions that we um, do during the day are not decisions, but they're they're just habits. We, we do it do out of habit. Yeah. Right. Like, I know it's a habit for us to do the one in, one out rule. You know, mm-hmm. and some other things that we do as far as simplifying things. So I took a lot of this, and I and so now it's what four months later is it mid April, mm-hmm. May, June, July, August, right? So four months later, and I've only missed four days, and that was because we were traveling uh, on the road, like literally pulled over for a few hours, slept, and then got back on the road. Mm-hmm. But um, I had to really cover a few things to make sure that I did not break this habit because I really did not want to. So I really wanted to ingrain it. So are you going to talk about how how you made this a keystone habit yes. and the other positive effects it's had on your life? Because I know I've been dying to share with yeah. everyone. Well, I wasn't going to positive <laughs> effects, but you really should. I mean, I, it's amazing because this this it's about the power of habit. Okay. And so this one keystone habit that you had has had some tremendous impact on other things that you've incorporated okay. into your life. So how did you make it a keystone habit? Okay, well, I didn't mean this for be a Q&A, but I'm thinking I don't want you to miss out on the, well, what's know. that little thing you tell yourself every morning? Yeah, okay. So that that's one of the things. Here's how I kind of established that. Um, and you know, our we have different terms, what, what uh, Charles Duhigg would call a keystone habit. Uh, I think that fits our definition, our own definition of what we call ritual. And I think you need to go over that here in a little bit, right? Okay. So um, one can, of the things- right now? Sure. Okay. Okay. So basically, and this is a recap of our episode 30, where we talked about habits, routines, and rituals. So basically how we define it is that habit is is a specific act. It's maybe just one singular act that you do and you do over and over again. And then routines are basically um, a system of habits, basically. Right. So that could be like a morning routine. And your morning routine can have several different habits incorporated into that. Maybe you meditate, work out, shower, brush your teeth. Yeah, breakfast, whatever. Right. Not in that order, probably, but <laughs> so that would be uh, your morning routine. But then routines uh, or parts of your routine can become a ritual. 
like Dan was talking about, making the coffee has become a ritual. And basically a ritual is, is a mindful act that has some type of benefit. Right. Right. So I guess just some overarching benefits. So much so that if you don't do that ritual, it can throw your day off. Right. So And I just made those up. Right. But, so, I, but it makes sense. Yeah. So I, I mean, because really you think about a ritual, you don't think it's negative. Right. Like this is their ritual. They do this because it helps them perform better. Like for athletes, yeah. they have their ritual. Or you do this ritual because it makes you feel better. It's right. exercise every day. Or maybe you do devotionals or right. affirmations or whatever. Those become your rituals. But if you don't do it, it throws you off, right? right. Yeah. So that's kind of the framework here, exactly. what we're working in. Exactly. That's the that's our framework. And mm-hmm. you know, feel free to use that, plagiarize it, whatever you want to do. But sure. if it helps, use it. Um, so one of the things that I did was, I remember back in the day when I was a young man living alone, um, I always set my alarm clock on the other side of the room because it forced me to get up, you know? And then a lot of people do that. Well, I don't really do that anymore, and and in the past on the show, I've said I don't really use an alarm clock. I haven't used an alarm clock for quite a while, but I wanted to develop this as a, I set out to develop a ritual. Mm-hmm. All right? that, of course, that starts with habit and then a routine, but I wanted it, I had a desire for this to become a ritual. So I wanted to get up at the same time every day, so I would set my alarm, and I use my iPhone for an alarm, and it would uh, it pops up, goes off at the same time every day, and the the title I have of the alarm is "Get Up, Get Out." And so, th- as soon as it goes off, I reach over, turn it off, and I say to myself, "Get up, get out," because I knew if I got up out of bed and I get out of the house and I get on the sidewalk, no matter how I felt when I woke up, because some some mornings you wake up, you're groggy, whatever. Um, I knew if I got up and got out, I would be okay. I would be out there and I would be getting things done. And so that's how my morning started. Well, just like you always, I don't want to say preach, but you always recommend your morning routine starts the night before. Mm -hmm. So really the night before, the first step of this is I have my shorts, my shirt, and my um, Vibram five finger shoes. All right. (laughs) Your gorilla shoes. My gorilla Gorilla shoes. shoes. Yeah. I have, that's because that's what I, that's what I walk in. And regardless of their recent lawsuit and settlement, these shoes rock for me for walking because mm-hmm. I have some leg issues from when I was uh, um, back in my military days. And, and these things have been incredible for, for my feet mm-hmm. and my legs and especially my ankles. So I have all of those things outside of the bedroom or they're out in the living room. That's where I get dressed so I'm not bothering you or Sunshine or, or our son. So that night before I get that ready. So boom, alarm goes off the next morning, get up, get out. I come out and I make the coffee. And uh, once my coffee is made, I head out. And it has just become so ritualized. And I go around our neighborhood here is a little community that's it's small. It's got maybe 90 houses in it. And it's just a big grid. And so I go up and down the streets the same direction. The whole thing is kind of ritualized. I wave at neighbors who... I can't even see who the heck they are because it's pitch black. But uh, it's just the way that I do it, and it feels so routine. And I listen to books and podcasts. Yeah, and it's interesting because where we didn't really know much about the neighborhood before, or you didn't, now you, you're actually more aware of <laughs> who time. lives where. and just Yeah. Like, it's just kind of interesting. You're just more aware. And I think the other thing that you mentioned before was where you used to get sucked into online stuff, whether it be Facebook or whatever, social media stuff and whatnot, you now you're deliberately listening to 
podcasts that are educational for you yes. or audiobooks. So right. you're it's like that dedicated time to where that's where you are learning. Right. Because I've always been tried to be a lifelong learner and I don't have a commute. You know, it's the 19 step commute out here to the world shed quarters mm-hmm. from the house. So I tend not to listen to as many podcasts and, and audiobooks. And I uh, or I hadn't been until I started walking again. So it's so it's been four months in the making. And again, I've only missed four days in that four months. And it has been ritualized to the point where it really just fits right in with the definition that you shared, that if I, I can't imagine uh, my day going as well if I didn't wake up and uh, go for my walk. And it just feels really, really, really good. So already, so physically... You know, you got this ritual now, so that keystone habit has led to you just be more aware of the neighborhood, which <laughs> sounds kind of silly, yeah. but that's kind of a cool thing. Yeah. You have dedicated time now. Part of that ritual and that routine, I guess, is your listening and doing your and lifelong learning, learning yeah. stuff. So that is a positive. Can you tell us some other positive things that have yeah. happened from this keystone habit? Well, you know, I really adopted, um, I've changed the way I eat, and I really am, have been following, for the most part, the primal blueprint from Mark Sisson, right? Mm-hmm. Who, uh, if you haven't seen uh, any of his work, go to marksdailyapple.com. And um, he's just, I mean, he's a 62-year-old guy who has this, he's got this incredibly fit body. And, you know, he's a former triathlete, all this stuff. And, you know, most of the time, I, those guys, they come across as, you know, you got to do this if, um, you know, no pain, no gain, all that. Well, he has an entirely different take on it where he used to be an elite athlete, train elite athletes, but has since, because of injury and and so forth, has completely changed his mindset about physical exercise and, and uh, his the food that he eats and so forth. And he, and he shares so much free information on his website. And candidly, the, uh, the diet, if you want to call it that, uh, is, it just fits in with my lifestyle. It's, it's, it was something that I can do. And one of the big things I got over in the way I eat now is when I have tried to do, you know, I'll put diet in air quotes before, I would try to substitute something. If I had to give up one thing, I would try and substitute it with another, something that was like a reasonable facsimile. Like when you're giving up pizza, you switch to gluten-free pizza crust right. and it just right. wasn't yeah. the same or you try to do like a, I don't know, cabbage pizza crust or something. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know what it was. I don't, I don't remember it was. what it was. But uh, it just never worked it out. It never worked out. Never worked out. And so really, I mean, I've, I've had, when we go shopping now, there's almost nothing that comes out of a package and right. uh, it's all single ingredient stuff. We make our own food. I've been doing that for four months and it's been, I've integrated a lot of new things in, into uh, what I eat. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like I've, I feel deprived at all. I eat all I want, and mm-hmm. I pick all that I want. I just pick the, more of the right things. Right. And, uh, and, it's, an, and it's a no pressure. And, and I'm not here on this show to advocate, go, to, you know, go adopt this lifestyle. But I know it worked for me. And so I spend a lot of time. I listen to his audiobooks numerous times. Mm-hmm. I go to his site. I do that for research. And so all of these things have had a real positive impact on my health. Right. And part of that, too, is that you've been very deliberate. We have, because actually I've adopted the 80-20 rule of <laughs> Pareto. Or of, uh, of, you uh, call it Pareto Paleo. I call yeah. it Pareto Paleo. Primal, <laughs> pa- primal Pareto, yeah. So I, do, I still have a little bit more of the carbohydrates and sugars and all that kind of stuff. Whatever. Yeah. But uh you have actually 
almost ritualized some of the food preparation too. Oh yeah, yeah, without a doubt. So those kind of go together. Sometimes if you ritualize something, it'll become a habit, or if you just create a habit, it'll become a ritual. And I think that's kind of a cool thing. And I think that because you were seeing the benefits of walking and you really have uh, improved your health, you've lost an incredible amount of weight, but you feel more energized. And when you do that, when you see one effect, and I've talked about this before, like when it comes to organizing, when you see the positive effects of organizing or fitness, then you want to take it to the next level. You incorporate other habits, other things that are going to be beneficial. You just, once you get one down, okay, let's, let's incorporate something else. And for you, it was, it was the diet, which I think is pretty, and it's been pretty amazing. Yeah. The the change. I really have learned so much Mm -hmm. at my highest, you know, I I was not prepared to talk about it and about any of this today, but I'm not a tall guy. I'm only five, six, you know, and, but at my, my highest weight, I was, uh, 208 pounds. And Mm -hmm. some of that was, um, I just let it happen. I had, I couldn't run anymore because my legs are so messed up. And so I just, uh, used that as an excuse not to do anything. And, you know, I blamed it on, now I'm really spilling my guts, but geez, I, you know, I'm, <laughs> I was looking at old pictures of my, I don't want to say ancestors, but my, my, my dad, his brothers, my grandparents and so forth. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at these old pictures and all of these things that I felt like ran in, in my family and that I was just kind of a victim of my, of the genes that I inherited. I realized as I looked at pictures of my family, none of them were heavier like me. None of them, you know, they all looked very trim. And I've heard that before, but I never really applied it to myself. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes sometimes you can't see something when it's so front, uh, so close to your face. Mm-hmm. Like looking at the Monet, all you see is the dots until you back off, you know. So that was the personal uh, impact that it had on me. And so it's not, um, for proportionally, I have lost a, a lot of weight. I've gone from 208 at my peak and now uh, four months later, all of this wasn't four months later, but I was uh, four months ago. I was at about one ninety eight, mm-hmm. so or you know I bounced into one ninety eight two hundred, and then but now this morning I was one seventy four. So That's um, amazing, and it feel I don't feel deprived of anything at all, Mm-mm. and uh, I feel full a lot. I feel yeah, I feel very satisfied with the food that we're eating. I feel better about it, and personally, I've dropped probably about ten pounds. Yeah, and I'm not, and I'm exercising a little bit as, as far as running a lot less but you just this you don't need to yeah. <laughs> you don't need to but it's it's had an impact not just on dan but all of us yeah. i think so i didn't mean to turn this into the dan show no but it's but the habit it's, it's the, the habit, habit thing that's really and especially the keystone habit for me of 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 get up get out and walk mm-hmm. and that has led to so many positive things in in my life and so now as i go through you know, we have this, these grocery stores here that are, it's really legitimately twice the size of like a Sam's Club. And, uh, but looking at labels and, and, and picking the foods that we want to eat. And then I've had some other recent stuff going on too that I won't get into now, but you know, just my food choices have had to uh, change. And it's just been so positive in my life uh, for the last four months. So I think this might be a stretch, but I had mentioned before how this simple journey for us, you know, simplifying our life journey was kind of like a midlife awakening. I think it's almost like one for you personally. Like this is kind of like an awakening too, because for years and years and years, you had one way of eating, one way of exercising, one way of doing everything. And over time, it didn't work. So you had to develop and you finally just get this 
I want to say a breaking point, but a realization where I have to do something different that's going to fit me. I can't keep repeating the same actions that haven't worked over these years to try to improve my health. So I tell you, and the reason why we wanted to talk about the power of habits is because that one keystone habit of walking has led to so many other different things, particularly in Dan's life. And I can say yeah. this because I'm his wife and I see him every day doing this stuff. And I can see how ha- how much happier he is and how much how much more positive he is about things and just... It's really been an amazing thing. I'm like, you really need to talk about how this habit has really kind of changed your life. Did you plan all this? That no. I was going to be spilling my guts? This is going to be like some therapy no. session for me. <laughs> and even before we started recording, we're like, okay, well, this is kind of a general outline. We didn't do like our normal show notes. It just seemed like the natural flow of things. Honey. Yeah. I'm sorry. Is there anything else that you want to add to your, like, your little story or is that... <laughs> it's on the record here. <laughs> you know, uh, you've mentioned, uh, we both have mentioned lots of times that uh, when you start out on this simplicity thing, usually you, you pick one thing and it, and, it, and it explodes into other areas of your life. And that's what this keystone, uh, the same thing this keystone habit does. That point is going to be different for everybody. It is. You know, so it, this whole episode is not about, hey, here's how to lose weight, eat better, and start walking. It's about whatever that habit is mm-hmm. in your life, even objectively looking at what are the negative habits that you've adopted. Now, looking back, my morning ritual that I talked about here on the show numerous times on pre- previous episodes of sitting down or making my coffee and sitting down and getting on the computer in retrospect now that was it was a ritual but it was a negative ritual Mm -hmm. at least it wasn't as positive as it could have been right so you know if you only got a if you only have a finite amount of time on on this earth isn't it worth the effort to kind of consider what your if you were if you legitimately are doing 40 percent of your things throughout the day based on habits doesn't it make sense to sit down from time to time and evaluate those to see which ones might be worthy of some change, some mm-hmm. positive change in your life. And starting with one little thing can really, really make a lot of difference. Right. And I would say for anyone who is looking to kind of change something in their life, whether for the better or whatnot, it all starts with, like you're saying, to stop, evaluate. Because sometimes something that you might think is an okay habit may not be in in the long run. But really, it all starts with just kind of taking a look at what what you're doing currently. Look at where you want to go, which we always talk about. It's like, what is that end state? What would you really like to achieve? And for Dan, it was better health. So, okay, how are we going to make that happen? What's getting in the way? What is getting away of him going on a walk every morning? There were certain things. um, I, I think it was Leo Babauta spoke at World Domination Summit about how he broke his habits of smoking and he was overweight and just really unfit, I guess. And what he did, that what helped him succeed in his weight loss and eating healthier and quitting smoking was basically, he was looking at different triggers that would cause him to do some of these, these bad habits. So if it was smoking, it was after he ate or something like that. Um, I don't know exactly what he said, right. but it was, that would be an example. Maybe after... He ate, he wanted to go smoke, so he had to come up with something else that was, a, that was kind of a trigger for him. So once you identify the trigger, then you could come up with something to kind of counter that. Right, and that's what Charles Duhigg would call the cue. Oh, okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know. I didn't... I didn't yeah, yeah. I just, I just learned from you, hon. Okay. <laughs> I didn't read the book. Fair enough. <laughs> so uh, that was one thing. Uh, other folks talk about when it comes to habits, maybe trying to start a new one, is to maybe 
start one when it seems natural to start one, like maybe the change of season. So for example, actually right now, we have back to school season going on. If there's a habit that you want your kids to start or that you want to start with your kids, like for us, it's we've kind of gotten out of the reading routine and the habits of that. We want to start something with, uh, with our daughter. We want to start walking together. So maybe it's part of our, maybe it's part of our a back to school routine or the season when the environment changes, because here it's so darn hot, it's kind of hard to do some of that stuff. So maybe starting a new habit is going to be determined on the season, whether it's a man-made season or like a holiday or actual environmental thing, or maybe you change Talk about the environment. Maybe you change your environment. If you want to start something new, like maybe you want to meditate. Maybe you want to start a routine of working out. Maybe if you're out of town for a few days and you're not distracted by all the day-to-day home and work stuff, maybe that's a good time to start reading. If you want to start reading every day or do devotionals or whatever the case may be, maybe you have to separate yourself from your every day to start something new, to start a new habit. So those are just some ideas. But I think bottom line is just you really need to stop, think about what you're doing now, look at where you want to go, identify some triggers, and possibly change your environment or or start when it seems logical, maybe a change of seasons. Yeah. And, you know, it brings up a good point that I meant to mention. What Charles Duhigg in his book, The Power of Habit, would call a keystone habit, I would that would fall into my definition of a ritual, right? Mm -hmm. And so it was so important to me when I started this in April. And once I knew, okay, I got, there's something going on here. You know, I did this seven days in a row and and all that. Um, I knew that we had the whole summer traveling and and different events. And it is so easy if you, if you don't ritualize something, Mm -hmm. it's so easy to let that environment, a different environment or a situation uh, throw you off track. Mm -hmm. And so, I was able to, even when we were on the road, I'd walk around campgrounds. I, this at podcast movement, I walked around the mall, but I had to figure out how all that, th- all those things you talk about preparing the night before. Yeah, getting my, making sure I have my clothes. Sure Where am I going to get my coffee in the morning uh-huh. if, if I don't have my? Because it's, it's part of my ritual. I know it sounds ridiculous, but it's part of my ritual, and so uh, I had to figure all those things out. And now it has become a very important thing for me to figure out to make sure that I don't bust that ritual because now all of the positive were you going to say something? Well yeah I was going to piggyback on that too is is that your mindset is very important too you have to be determined to want to make this change but that also was the case for our new diet and the way that we eat we could have easily fallen off the wagon and when we were in Buffalo because usually we were driven uh, to Buffalo, or one of the highlights was to hit all these awesome food places. Right? Yeah, when we talked about it a year ago on the show, it was the the food crawl. We did the food know? crawl. I went to all these yeah. great places that has all the food that we don't eat now. But since our mindset was already in place and we had already established these habits of eating uh, a different way, it wasn't an issue. It hasn't been. A, there can be challenging sometimes when all you have is these fast food restaurants to to work with, like we had to work with at uh, in Dallas. For this conference because uh, we were kind of attached to a mall. So that was a little bit more difficult, but we prepped, we brought some snacks with us that we knew we could eat and uh, that would kind of hold us off until mealtime or whatnot. So my point is, is that just like the walking was, you had to stay with it because it's so easy to fall off track when you go out of town or you do something different, but we made sure that we stuck to it. Right. So I guess I'll kind of wrap up my stuff and then I know you always do such a good job of leaving us with a question. So okay. <laughs> uh, th- when we talk about um, 
in most things we do, we say, begin with the end in mind. What is your, what's the intent and how do you want it to look in the end? And I know that my ritual time, the things that I wanted to get out of my ritual time before were I, and I recharge my batteries at that alone time in the morning. I wanted to be able to have that cup of coffee and just my time before the day started. And then I wanted to get that out of my system, things at that time with working on the computer, but I wanted to get some things out of my system so it didn't detract from my time with my family. And all of those goals, original goals for that morning ritual, that former morning ritual, are all still fulfilled in this morning ritual. I'm up before everybody else. I have my recharge time. Mm-hmm. I get some things done that I want to get done before my family wakes up so I can I don't it doesn't take away from time with my family. So it's the same end state uh, but so many more benefits. Uh, with the, with a lot more a benefits. A lot more benefits. Mm-hmm. So for me it has worked. Yep. And geez, I was not prepared to share that much. I was just going to talk about habit stuff, but well, anyway, I guess our episode's going to run a little bit long, but I'll let you take us out. Okay, so, well, thanks for sharing, Dan. Sure. That was awesome. <laughs> hey, I opened up my issues with, uh, you know... Project clothes. 333. <laughs> with yeah, clothing, yeah. so <laughs> I guess you were due, right? That's right. <laughs> okay, so what are your keystone habits? And what habits have you developed in the past that you're following today to shape your tomorrow? Are they positive habits that support the pillars of your life plan? Or are they habits that aren't really congruent with how you want to live your simple life? We would love to know. Share your successes and struggles in the comments at simplelifetogether.com slash 071. All right. So on to just a couple announcements. Uh, The first is Simple Rev tickets. All right. Now, there have been some big changes to Simple Rev. And the good news is I've mentioned it on the last few shows about the tickets. And the, the big news is there's only 17 left. But the better news is... Uh, we've kind of changed the format. Working with Joel Zaslowski, he's really the he's the brainchild of this whole thing, and him and I are working together on pulling it together in, in Minneapolis in October uh, on the third and fourth in uh, downtown Minneapolis. But now every ticket is a VIP ticket. We shrunk the the number of tickets that we are going to offer so that. You know, you know how sometimes when you want to go to something special and be like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to have a backstage pass and get to talk to everybody that's, you know, mm-hmm. given uh, presentations and so forth? Well, that's exactly how it's going to be. There are only going to be 60 of us allowed in this facility. And so uh, there's the presenters and the attendees are all going to be intermingled for two days. They're going to be eating together, going through the presentations together. Mm-hmm. Um and going through the different exercises together and sharing their experiences together and getting to know yeah. one another. And I tell you what, Dan and I have been to several conferences together and separately. And I tell you what, the number one thing is that we love the interaction with the people that are speaking, to be able to talk to them, to engage with them a lot more. And a lot of times you can't get that at bigger conferences. So I am pumped that it's going to be with a lot of some brilliant people out there yeah. and just some wonderful people that just want to share their stories, share their information. And I think it's going to be awesome that it's VIP. I do too. You know, when, uh, when Joel and I discussed it, we said, all right, well, we need to talk to the presenters, you know? So we talked to Joshua Becker from Becoming Minimalist. We talked to Mike Vardy. We talked to um, Cheryl and Dave Balthrop from uh, Simple Life Reboot, all the folks that are, that are presenting there. And Brooks Duncan, every single one of them was like, 
this is the best format to, you know, they were like, this is such a positive. And, uh, and we think so too. So I I won't belabor the point, but suffice it to say that 17 tickets left. And I mean, some may have sold since last night, so I'm not sure, but the, as of last night, there were 17 tickets left. You can go to, um, simplerev.com to find out more about Simple Rev and pick up your tickets. Again, it's on October 3rd and 4th, 2014 in beautiful downtown Minneapolis at the University of St. Thomas campus. Very cool. Now, we also have another announcement. Uh, just be on the lookout for a great guest post on SimpleLifeTogether.com tomorrow from Cheryl and Jean-Francois Moreau about simplifying your playroom. Cheryl and Jean-Francois recently launched their site, Revive, which focuses on simplifying various aspects of people's lives, including their spaces, minds, bodies, and relationships. You can find that at revivers.ca, and we'll have links in the show notes, too. Yeah, and they're out of Ottawa, Canada, and you can follow them on Twitter. They are at at reviversca. And check them out on Facebook, too. Of course, we'll have links to that in the show notes. Yeah. And remember, if you have questions or comments, you can find all our contact info at simplelifetogether.com forward slash Vanessa or simplelifetogether.com forward slash Dan. You know, I wanted to mention, too, that all the habits, routines, and rituals stuff that we talk about, all we address that kind of in depth, really, at uh, in the Super Mom book, oh, too. Oh, that's right. Yep. So, and of course, you can get that on Amazon or at simplelifetogether.com forward slash Super Mom. That's right. Okay, so that's it for episode 71 of Simple Life Together. If you've been waiting for a time to start tapping into the power of habits, maybe now is perfect for you. We'll have links to Charles Duhigg's book in the show notes. I'm sure we could all use some more keystone habits in our lives to help us live more fully, more simply, and more purposefully. Habits don't start without action, so if you didn't start yesterday, today is your next best option. You can find all the links and info from today's show at simplelifetogether.com forward slash 071. So let us know what you think of the show and how you're simplifying your life too. We would absolutely love to hear from you. So until next time, we hope you enjoy your simple life together. Simple life together.